Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine and sometimes beer one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. This week, I said it, we're tasting beer Hometown Brews with Hugh Sisson of Heavy Seas Brewing. We're going to find out about some of the new things that are happening at Heavy Seas. Even taste a very rare beer that you might not even be able to find. And how you can meet Hugh in person and me this, actually tomorrow, at the Hartford Community College Wine Expo. Yes, that's it, Hugh. That's it. The We're going to be there together. Yes, we are. Well, you know, I looked at your bio. I was trying to figure out how I was going to introduce you, but <laughs> your background is so amazing. It really can't be condensed into two, three sentences. Oh, wow. Okay. But I, <laughs> I'm slightly nonplussed. Oh, come on. But what I what I did learn is that you were a theater major. I did not. That was a new learning for me. Yeah, I, I, I trod the boards for a little while, and then I discovered that the romance of poverty was greatly overrated. <laughs> so decided to, uh, to get a job in what ended up initially in the bar business, and then that became the brew pub business, and now just the, the brewing business. Well, so. I lived in Federal Hill when I lived in Baltimore City, and uh-huh. I went to Sisson's quite a bit. Hopefully you don't remember me from that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I certainly, and I love that place. It was fun. Definitely it, got growlers from there and uh-huh. all kinds of fun stuff. But then you made it big time. I mean, now you're big time brewery. Um, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been able to actually carve a career in beer. Um, and for that, I am just supremely grateful. I mean, I've been one of those individuals has been able to do something that I actually enjoy doing and get paid to do it. So that's awesome. Me too. Cheers to that. that High five. All right. Do you find that you use a lot of your drama skills in selling beer? Um, I find that the, um, the ability to be comfortable in front of the public has certainly served me well. Um, I do a lot of public speaking. Uh, I'm very comfortable with that. So, so yes, there there have been there have been some definite net benefits from having had a, a thespian background. Yeah, I just did my first play in oh, December. Yeah? What was yeah. it? I did Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, that's a great show. And I believe in wine enter- entertainment because wine. You know, you love wine, and you Absolutely. really know your wine. I know that as well. well I, I dabble, um, but sometimes wine people can make it way too complicated and way too boring. I think people want to learn a little, but be entertained a lot. I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I'm I'm so tired of the wine snobs and the beer snobs and the, the food snobs. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's either wine or beer or food. Nobody's going to die. It's not brain surgery. <laughs> so, so kind of, you know, just loosen up a little bit. Enjoy it. Right. All right. Well, I might die if I don't taste one of your beers soon. Okay. So let, can... let's definitely dig in. We do sips of the week every week on the show, Hugh. So we have three that we're going to taste from you. The first one is going to be your Crossbones IPA. This is a, a, a new session IPA. Ooh, and... I love session. And sessionable, we've talked about this before on the show, means you can drink several. Right? Yeah. Easily. Well, our, our flagship beer is a product called Loose Cannon, and that's a seven and a quarter percent alcohol by volume IPA. And it's a, it's a fabulous beer. But at seven and a quarter percent, I, you know, I can't drink that all night long. I'd be paraplegic. So the, uh, with this, it's four and a half percent. So it gives people an IPA style beer uh, with uh, a whole lot less punch. 
Okay. So I'll uh, I'll yeah. let you Let's, tell me what you think. Okay. I'm going to uh, give it a smell. Smell is important with an IPA. Mm-hmm. Definitely you get that sense of the the floral hoppiness there. Yep. You should get a lot of floral aromatics with a good IPA, especially an American-style IPA. And then on the palate, it should definitely strike you as being lighter in style than than uh, than an IPA. It's, it's certainly oh, not going to yeah. go all the way to light beer. But this one's got really good body, I think. I think so, too. But the hops are there. You have that nice, pleasant bitterness, but it isn't as mouth-filling. Now, you don't get the old strip the enamel off your teeth bite. Yes. Like you get with really tannic red wines. Uh-huh. Same thing where you're like, oh, one glass and I'm going to be done. This is delicious. Yeah, we just put this out in um, in January. So it's um, still sort of making its way through the distribution channels. But uh, our goal is to have this become our solid number two product. Okay. Now, folks want to come out and visit you at the brewery. Sure. I'm we, assuming that can be done, absolutely. what, every week? Well, we do. Every day? We have, um, not every day. We do, we do public tours on Saturdays and Sundays. And if they go to our website, which is hsbeer.com, uh, the, the published tour times are there, and you can sign up. And we, we sort of limit it. We try to limit it to about 50 people per session. Okay. Um, and I do one weekend a month, usually, and that'll be posted as well if they want to come and do the tour with me. But uh, it's fun. We've expanded our facility a lot. So we went from 15,000 to 40,000 square feet. So there have been buku changes in the last wow. two. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah, I that. I have absolutely no money. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got lots but of I beer. Got, got lots of toys now. Yeah. So it's really we cool. love it. So uh, what gave you the idea? Because you went through some iterations of brands. Right. 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 Heavy Seas and the pirate theme. Well, the, uh, the company is called Clipper City Brewing Company. That's still the corporate name. And we started. Uh, a brand back in 1995 called Clipper City. Uh, and that was, the idea there was supposed to be, you know, locally focused beers. And I called the company Clipper City because uh, everybody, of course, from the greater Baltimore area already knows that the Clipper ship was first designed and built in the city of Baltimore. Oh, of course we do. Except that I found out that very <laughs> few people in Baltimore actually Woo, understood that. I thought that. it was just me. I so, never knew that. So that was like a oops. Uh, so we found ourselves with a, with a perfectly good line of products, but you weren't getting the brand resonance that we wanted it to have. So, okay. Um, then we acquired another company called the Oxford Brewing Company, and now we had two labels. And lesson learned uh, for me is when you acquire another company, then you, you own their brand, and then you go, okay, now what do I do with it? Right. Uh, so we did a couple of iterations on that. And then, and I want to say 2001 or two, we created Heavy Seas as being our line of bigger beers. And that really got traction to the point where we eliminated Clipper City as a brand and Oxford as a brand in 2010 and just focused on heavy seas. I like it. Now, now and the- it's it's a great brand. And you know what? Hold that thought because we're going to take it. a quick break. Uh, but if you want to come see Hugh and myself at the Wine Expo 2015, you can go to Wine World in Abington. They're one of our great sponsors. And check them out at mywineworld.com. Or you can just go to the Hartford Community College website and buy your tickets there. We're going to be right back. This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach with the Sipping Point. We're tasting some great brews from Heavy Seas Beer. And if you want to find out about all the beers and anything we taste on the show, you can go to thewinecoach.com or download my free app for iPhone or Android. And that's just click on the mobile app tab on my website. All right. Back with Hugh Sisson. From Heavy Seas, founder, owner, 
beer. Bon vivant. <laughs> beer thespian. Right. Um, and we just had your delicious crossbones. Thank you. Very sessionable, drinkable IPA. Not the West Coast over the top no. style. No, this is not wacky over the head with a sack of hops beer. Yeah, it's really delicious. Yeah. Um, now... What are we moving to? You said that's pretty available. Folks want to find Crossbones. They're going to find it. In yeah, most- and that's a year-round product, so you, you should be able to find that very consistently. Okay. Um, this was a new seasonal that we put out. It's called Deep Six. It's what you call a robust English-style porter. Uh, porter is a style that has kind of gotten short shrift for the last couple of years, uh, but is now beginning to make uh, a comeback. Uh, this is a robust porter, so it's okay. 6.8%, so it's... Oh. It's not. Uh, it's to be approached Ooh, with a little respect. Smells. But it's oh. and this is English in style, so it's going to be much more malt focused than it would be hop focused. And I just think this is a, just a wonderful, well rounded, layered. What was uh, the beer. alcohol again? Six point eight. Okay, that's not too. No, it's not over the top. It's, high it's, gravity, as they say in the beer world. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Let I me hope take you a enjoy. taste. This is the sort of thing I think of when I'm, you know, doing burgers or pizza or something Ooh, like that. this is yummy. It's really nicely, nicely done. And I think people get the idea that this is so much heavier and filling no. than it really is. The whole thing behind a well-structured porter as opposed to a stout is that the beer is still going to be relatively light on the palate. It's not, this is not a super weighty you know, drink one and then crawl out of the room kind of beer. This is, this is. I mean, it's got lots of flavor. You get a little bit of those dark roasted notes, a little bit of coffee, a little bit of dark chocolate flavor, but it's not It's not a ton. Yeah. I love it. I think it's delicious. This is something that I would want to serve. Now, is there a difference now with wine? You know, temperature makes such a huge difference in the taste. Sure it does. A lot of people serve their white too cold because it's right out of the fridge or the red too warm. Right. So between these beers, do you serve them at the same temperature? Is there a difference? What do you do? I like, I personally like my ales, which would include your porters and your stouts and your IPAs. I like those right around 50 degrees. Okay. I don't want them super cold. Um, uh, Lager styles, you could take down to about 45. I still don't like them super cold. I don't think that, uh, I'm also a complete hater of frosted glasses. Okay. Um, It's, it's. It kind of comes down to this. Uh, when you're buying my beers or the beers of some of my craft brew peers, you're paying $10 a six-pack and up. If you get it super cold, you're not going to taste what you paid it. for. So, I mean, have it cool, certainly, but you don't need to have it, you know, stupid cold. Now, I am also the first person, since I don't want to be a pedantic beer snob, to tell <laughs> you that when it's 95 degrees and 95% humidity... You go, you go have at it however you like it. Get it as cold as you want. Because right. you're not drinking it for flavor then. You're drinking it because it's cold. Right. So, But my husband was, um, has a PBR thing in his family uh-huh. um, as opposed to the Natty Bow, which I know is a local thing. That's something you want to serve really cold. Yeah. <laughs> and I enjoy that once in a while on a hot day. And, and, and absolutely. Totally different I, I kind mean, of experience. Well, it, it's a different product for a different use. Right. It's very simple. I mean, it's just like it's just like you know, one of the things that's so cool about beer today, and has always been cool about wine, is that there's this huge, broad diversity of varieties and styles. 
And, you know, how you use each one is going to influence whether or not it's working for you or not. Mm-hmm. And how cool is it to have all these variables you can play with? I mean, how I know. You, you just there's really no reason to ever get bored. Yep. All right. I love that. OK, so here's a question. You've mentioned a few things, but what what is one or two things? Because I can name off quite a few in the wine world, but mm-hmm. that are driving you crazy about what's going on in the because the beer world is just like wine is expanding so much. Like the U.S. market is controlling the, the consumption of the volume of wine of the world. The beer world is absolutely crazy right now. I mean, every time we turn around, you know, I think there's, I think the national stat that I saw just in the press the other day is there's one and a half to two new breweries opening in the country every day. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, you're having a massive explosion right now. And, and the problem is going to be that this is not an easy business and there's going to be some folks who are going to get into this business and they're going to be really good mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of folks that are going to get into this business who are going to be really mediocre um, and so I, I'm concerned that there's going to be some not very good product that's going to hit the market that is going to turn people off to the emergence of craft beer. We experienced something very similar to this back in the late 90s. So, so I'm 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 fearful that we're going to see a repeat of that. The second okay. thing um, that I'm a little bit disturbed by, frankly, is that with all this new explosion of new breweries, there everybody's trying to create entirely new styles, and there's a whole lot of stuff in the market that makes you really want to go like, really? You know, <laughs> what just happened to just making a really good beer? Right. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. You know what is going to happen? We're going to take a quick break. But Fine. if you want to come out, hang out with me, Hugh, Al Spoiler, your buddy from yep. Seller Notes is uh-huh. going to be there at the Wine Expo 2015. That's tomorrow at the Hartford Community College. You can get tickets at my, uh, well, Wine World, and they're mywineworld.com. If you go in the store, I think it's like $10 off. Something like that, yeah. Go in there to get your tickets, or you go to the website if you just don't want to leave your house. And we'll be hang- <laughs> hanging out drinking beer and wine. I live on the Eastern Shore, so we order everything off the internet. Gotcha. We don't want to leave our houses there. I no. don't know why it is. <laughs> until, until spring, okay? All right, we'll be right back on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and we're back with Hugh Sisson. If Hi. people want to tweet you, uh-huh. what's your handle? Uh, you asking the wrong person. <laughs> Probably at Heavy Seas. I think it is at, at Heavy Seas Beer. I'll, I'll, I'll actually find that out while we're talking. All right. Well, uh, Google them. I'm sure you can find them everywhere. If you want to tweet me, it's at The Wine Coach. And speaking of tweeting, mm-hmm. we're getting ready to taste your third in the lineup of beers. But Robert Parker, who is our state's most illustrious wine sure. critic and yes. awesome guy. He's been on the show. It's at Heavy Seas Beer. At Heavy Seas Beer. Tweet him up. He has been posting this last week about beer. He's posted something about Treehouse Brewing's Single Hops Cuvee and then another one about Hill Farmstead's Dorothy. And the Beer Monger, which is another great site that you probably know Uh about, is uh, predicting that that's going to drive up prices. Sure it will. Because all these super rich winos are going to try to buy... Rare beers like the one we're going to taste right now. Here's part of what's going on. I mentioned that there's this huge, massive explosion in the number of new people starting little breweries. Um, well, you got to understand that 85% of all craft beer is produced by 100 companies. Mm. And there is approximately another 2,700 to 3,000 brewers out there. 
So wow. you have a lot of people who are making teeny tiny amounts. And if for some reason a product gets, you know, gets a lot of ink, well, then it just is the law of supply and demand, and it'll right. go through the roof. So, you know, if a guy's only making, you know, 200 cases of something for the year and uh, 5,000 people want it, well, bingo. Yeah. Recipe for disaster. Well, speaking of a recipe not for disaster, not for, disaster. for something delicious, we have just one of these rare beers. The Crossbones and the Deep Six Porter are readily available at great wine and beer stores across sure. the region and the country, probably. Uh-huh. But this one, you said, is not easy this to is, find. This what is, is part it? of our Uncharted Waters series, and all the beers that we do there are on the experimental side, and all the beers that we do in that portfolio uh, are usually barrel-aged in one form or another. Uh, this is what you call an imperial stout, which is a big stout, which is then infused uh, with Belgian cocoa nibs and then aged in bourbon barrels with uh, whole vanilla bean. Chocolate and bourbon and shut the front door. Yeah, it's really awesome. That's amazing. So, so uh, I the think... siren. The siren noir, the black siren. And the alcohol ABV... Probably around 10 Ten. Okay, so we're getting closer to a wine, 9.5. Mm-hmm. Wow, that has such a distinctive nose to it. It's pretty awesome. Chocolate, and you're getting that toastiness. Now, this is a beer that's vintage dated, too, so it's it'll be better in about a year from now. 2015. Now. Good vintage. So, yep, yep. What, the but chocolate is really coming the through The chocolate's the there. You get the vanilla in the back end. Uh, it's not real boozy. We only do about four to six weeks in the bourbon barrels because we want the nuance without making it turn into drinking yeah. a glass of bourbon. But this is very easy, easy drinking as well. Yeah, it's a little, little bit more, a little scary, full though. on the palate. Oh, it's definitely than full the, on uh, the palate than the deep, deep six. six. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you have to be at nine and a half percent. Obviously, you need to approach this with a little respect. It comes in big bottles, and that's not because we want anybody to drink one, but because. This is the sort of thing that you share at the end of a meal with three or four friends. That's dessert. It is dessert. It's not sweet, but I could have that for dessert because I'm not a big sweet person. No, it's... it's, Delicious. After a nice juicy burger. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's a nice way to wrap up the night. That is. All right. So another thing we were kind of talking about, um, I did the Super Bowl show, and we featured the Rebel IPA from Sam Adams. Mm -hmm. And I was reading uh, an article about how... how, um, there's a backlash against Sam Adams from some of these young new brewers right. who kind of see him as like a corporate gym well, it, and Sam Adams is like this corporate right. figure rather than the trailblazer that he was at one time he, and is. Jim Jim Cook, the founder of Sam Adams and somebody that I've, I've known personally for, for many years, um, it, it pains me when I see this sort of stuff because he, he's the one who truly blazed the, the trail. Uh, all of us who make a living in this industry, you know, uh, but for him uh, going out to blaze that trail probably mm-hmm. are not in this industry. Right. Uh, so you, you have to give credit where credit is due. The the, the beers themselves, uh, you know, I happen to think they're extremely well made. But, you know, let's face it, all this stuff is highly subjective. So right. whether you whether you like Sam Adams or whether you like Heavy Seas or not, I mean, the, the, the point of the matter is you have to give credit where credit is due. 
He's the guy that blazed it on the national trail. Mm-hmm. I had a lot to do with it on the on the development of craft beer in this particular state. We get we deal with some of that now when we're out calling on accounts. Right. Well, people who looked at me, as, you know, you're the big guy. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait when, a second. When did I become the big guy? You know, come on. <laughs> the beer mafia. I mean, you, you. Know, I'm still out there making sales calls, for gosh sakes. Come right. on. So. You know what? And it's it's the same in the wine industry, too. Why is it that you can't be successful? Well, you you're d- only if you're a starving artist. Correct. It's okay. But right. if you become, you know, a gallo or some of these other constellation, then it's like, Arr! yeah, I, I'm I, I have issues with that. But only because, you know, the the name of the game on the American dream is that you're supposed to strive for success. Right. Why do we penalize those people who've actually pulled it off? Exactly. It's hard to do. Well, I'll tell you what's a success. Woo. This nine and a half is getting to me. <laughs> you have successfully poured me three beers that I love. And if you want to find these, of course, go to heavyseasbeer.com. Right. Tweet them at heavyseasbeer. But better, meet us in person tomorrow at the Hartford County Community College Wine Expo 2015. Get your tickets at Wine World or online and what do you we're doing a vip event yeah, together we're doing a vip thing at, are what, all these beers going to be represented I, you know i'm not 100 percent sure elizabeth and i have gone back and forth on what we're going to do that's going to okay. be predominantly a wine event so i'll be speaking more on the wine side than the beer I side know, we're going to have a little yeah, fun yeah 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 he said she said well, no, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it but the uh uh, I mean, beer is you know this is a wine expo more than a beer expo so so there will be a beer presence but the driver's going to be the grape juice you know I know. It's you okay. know, on my bucket list is the Denver beer, sh- the great the beer. The, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's on my bucket list. That's, uh, sometime before I go, I'm going up. And you, I'm just not even going to. It'll be great because I'm in the wine thing. I have to worry about spitting and paying attention. I'm just going to go and drink. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> it, you, it, it should be on your bucket list. You should go once. I don't think you necessarily need to go more than one year. Okay. But it's, uh, and, and if let me know if you're going to go. Cause Bad I, for I your usually, liver, I'm right? Pretty much, no, I go yeah, every, every year. But you, you want to go to the Thursday or Friday session. Okay. And absolutely we'll avoid out. the Saturday night. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Hugh Sisson from Heavy Seas Beer. Thank you so much. These were all delicious, and we appreciate you coming to the Sipping Point. Glad to be here. Cheers. You're listening to the Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the Wine Coach. All the information from today's show is at thewinecoach.com. As I mentioned, Chris, tomorrow yes. is the Wine Expo. Check us out. Go to mywineworld.com for information. It's also my birthday. Happy birthday! Thank you. You know, this chocolate beer, I think, is what you need to celebrate with. That'll be my dessert all day long. I'm calling it the chocolate beer, but it's really called Siren. Siren Noir. Chocolate Porter. Very Siren good. Noir. Um, also, Thursday, no, Wednesday the 25th, okay. the Oregon Grill Women's Wine Dinner. Ah. Worth our theme, Sipping Down Under. Down Under. Yeah, we're going to have my favorite wines from Australia Four tasting plates of delicious food. You need a night out. This winter has been brutal. <laughs> Will there Get, be shrimps on the barbie? Uh, maybe some shrimps on the barbie. Go to thewinecoach.com slash women to get your tickets and all the information. And even if you're not a woman and you just want to get out and have a great meal, yeah. you know I love the Oregon Grill. I do know that. It's not just the wine because they have a great wine they list. Do. It's also the food. I mean, the prime age steaks. Mm-hmm. Fresh seafood. Seafood is killer. And I love, you know, the dining room is romantic, but the bar is really fun and bustling and specials every single night. And they got brunch every Sunday. Who can say no to brunch? Nobody can say no to brunch. And, you know, I could go for a Bloody Mary right now. It's been a rough (laughs) week. I got to make up for... uh, 
for some non-drinking during the weekdays. There you go. <laughs> anyway, call them at 410-771-0505 to make a reservation or go to theoregongrill.com. They're always going to treat you right. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to be back. And you know what we're going to talk about? I have no idea. What wines to drink based on what your situation, if you have headaches, if you have allergies, or you're watching your weight, you want to tune in. I got the right wines to have and the wines to avoid. Special thanks, as always, to Sheehy Lexus of Annapolis, Wine World, the Oregon Grill, and our newest advertiser, Hair of the Dog, Wine and Spirits.